Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. I want to continue in our series this morning in uh, talking about hearing His voice, being led by the Holy Spirit. And we've been talking about stranger voices in this, uh, in this life that can, can take us off track. And last week, we hit on the stranger voice of the world. I mean, you know, the world has a voice, and it is calling out to you. Did you know that? And we looked at, um, we actually looked in Timothy, where Paul was, wrote a letter to Timothy, and he referenced a gentleman named Demas, and Demas had uh, been traveling with Paul and ministering with Paul uh, for several years, and uh, Demas decided that ministry was not for him, because the world looked like they were having more fun. Do you know in times as being a disciple for the Lord, there are times where the world is going to look like it's having more fun than you are? <laughs> but you got to remind yourself in that time that they're headed for destruction and you're headed for glory. Amen? We are to walk by faith, not by sight. So Paul put it this way in the book of Colossians. He said, he told the, the, the church at Colossae, he said, set your mind on things what? Above. You know, uh, there were more than one people that through the years abandoned Paul in ministry. Um, and, uh, and they did it for various reasons. And we all have reasons why we could give up on our faith in the Lord and not grow like we should. But you know, ultimately, the best thing you and I can do is hold fast to the form of sound words and not quit. Amen? And we will get to the de destination that the Lord has for us. So what we're revealing is, and really, you got to go back and listen to it. Believe it or not, I've gone back and listened to myself for all seven uh, sessions. Have you ever listened to yourself before? People are like, yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> but I, I heard Jesse Duplantis say this years ago. I thought it was pretty good. He said, if I won't listen to myself, why would you? <laughs> and so he, sometimes he would listen to himself to, just to hear what was said or whatever. You know, it's a good reminder. That's why we have all those sermons and everything on the internet um, and available. But I went back and listened. And one of the things that really struck me that the Lord was saying is in John chapter 10 where we studied through the difference between the shepherd's voice and stranger voices. This is something the Lord really highlighted to me in studying this for the church and for those that uh, are gonna hear the message. There is one voice that you're to follow, the shepherds. But he said there are multiple stranger voices. And when I was thinking about that, praying about that, because the Lord had been dealing with me about this several months back before we even started the series, and I'm praying about it, and he said to me, Sean, the, the enemy is constantly working to get my people off track. <clears throat> Deception or doubt, those two things, they, they both deal with wavering and getting off track. So I've watched this happen several times, but specifically going back to Demas, what can happen is the enemy is good at getting you just a little bit off. 
And I've watched people do this. They get just a little bit off, and I'm talking about believers that have been saved for a few years. And then it's years down the road, and all of a sudden they look and go, where am I at? And what happened was they followed a stranger voice. And a stranger voice always is accompanied by stealing, killing, it is, a, it is a path that the enemy has, and I'm going to help you with something. It's a bigger path than the path Christ has you on. There's more option available. How many know that the Lord is kind of narrow in his thought? <laughs> but you know what's within that narrowness? Life and life more abundantly. And that's John chapter 10, verse 10. Jesus said, the enemy comes to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you might have. So every time you have a sense of, well, should I obey the word? Just remind yourself in that moment, within that word is superabundant life. And without that word is stealing, killing, and destroying. You see that? And it'll help you delineate between the voice of a stranger and the voice of the shepherd. Now, we're going to go into more about how to be sensitive uh, to, to the Lord's voice and know how to judge what, is influ what thought is influencing you. And there are two ways to do that. We're not going to get into that today because I want to continue with some stranger voices. But I just wanted to bring that reminder to you in the series. This is the reason why we're going down this series. The enemy will always lead you into more trouble, more depression, more death, more darkness. Now, he's going to present it as a good time with flashy lights and loud music and lots of pretend smiles on commercials. Do you ever watch commercials? I do this sometimes. You ever watch commercials and go... Now, now that I'm born again and I've been walking with the Lord for a long time, you know, uh, the world really uh, presents some good lies out there. I mean, they make some bold assertions to you to try to get you to buy their stuff. They make some very bold assertions that they cannot back up, right? They'll try to sell you tires for your car, and they'll, they, they'll put a picture on there of guardian angels by the tires. How many know tires are not angels? How many know guardian angels only come from one source? The God of heaven, amen? And so if I want guardian, it wouldn't matter if all my tires were bald and about to burst. If I'm in the will of God, he'll keep those tires going. But I'm not going to put my faith in tires. But you know, Goodyear's lying. They're making godlike claims that they cannot back up. But the Lord makes claims. How many know He backs them up? He is called faithful. He is called faithful. And that's what He is to you. He is faithful to you. So we have looked at several stranger voices. 
And uh, I'd encourage you to go back to listen and listen to the, uh, the messages if, if you need a refresher because sometimes we just get so busy we forget the path that the Lord has us on. We get distracted away from it in, I'm talking about the path of truth that he has us on. Um, and we need to refresh that and really get that into our thinking because it allows the, the power of the resurrection, the Holy Spirit within us to be able to have a greater effect in our lives on a day-to-day basis when our thinking is in line with our spirit man when our thinking is in line with the reality of what that when we were born again that same spirit that raised christ from the dead came and and made his home within us and we're now have a new nature and that nature is not the nature of sin it is the nature of god and people sometimes think well yeah preacher but i'm i'm i know i received jesus but i still have problems sinning in my life i know i know i know you have a problem with an unrenewed mind and a body that's out of control how many know that the tent we're in does not necessarily want to serve god <laughs> it doesn't you have a nature still within the na- your flesh your natural man that needs to be enslaved according to Romans chapter six. And so you're still gonna have feelings and you're gonna still have thoughts coming from the enemy and from an unrenewed mind within you that are going to try to lead you down stranger paths and you need to grab hold. That's why Paul said it, didn't he? He said, take how many thoughts captive by the Spirit of God? All thoughts captive. And you make them obedient to Christ. What does that mean? Christ is the anointed one in his anointing. You make the thought, you take the thought with the word of God and you bring it into obedience with what Christ says about you. Amen. So when you're tempted to do something you know is wrong in your heart, in your spirit, you look at it and you say, no, I take that thought captive by the spirit of God. And I I take that, I'm not that anymore. I am now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He calls me saint. He calls me set apart. He calls me his. And so I'm not going down that path anymore of trying to deal with problems in the world of chemical suppression. I don't go down that path anymore. You you say, you used to do that. Yes. I was good at it. Probably not as good as some. I've had people challenge me. Good's not a good word to use here. But I was efficient at it. Why? Don't want to deal with problems. Didn't realize that I could face the mountain with Jesus and say, you get up and get into the sea. I just quoted Mark 11, 23 and 24 to you. When we're facing difficulty, what do we need to do? We approach with the armor of God in faith. Attacking our enemies. How many know this? You are not built to run away. Do you have armor on your backside, according to the Bible? (laughs) Now, the rear guard is the glory. But everything we have is to engage. Amen? And so that's what we're doing in teaching these things. We're teaching how to engage. The most significant thing you can do is actually do what you hear from the word. James says the doer of the word is blessed. Well, I didn't feel it. I know, you got a faith at first, your feelings will catch up. Amen? So step out in faith on the word because the Lord sees you, he knows you, and he's got a good plan for your life.
and if you'll work with him, my goodness, the blessings will flow in your life. I am not telling you you won't have trouble. Storms are equal opportunity employers. Amen. Storms will come. The difference between the success in the Christian life and the failure is the one who's on the rock or the one who's on the sand. The one who's on the rock was not just a hearer, he was a what, or she was a what? A doer of the word. So don't get mad at God if you don't do his word and you didn't see the manifestation. Because it ain't God's fault. Amen? How many know in the relationship, we're the ones that have to change? Amen? So we, we looked at several different stranger voices, and I'm not going to go into all those uh, right now, because you can go back and listen to it. All of it's available on the website. But let's look at Mark chapter 8. Go to Mark chapter 8. And we're going to talk about the stranger voice of church family. That sounds like a contradiction, doesn't it? And you, if you want to write that in your notes, the stranger voice of church family. Now, to give you some context, um, if you want more context about what I'm going to say here, you've got to realize this, that we realize that people can uh, say things by the Spirit of God and minister to us and give us words from the Lord. And people, even in the church, can say things and they were influenced by their flesh, their soul, or even by a demonic spirit and say that, and it's not the spirit of God. So one of the things that we're really emphasizing in the series is this, that we make sure that we take personal responsibility for everything concerning our life and the Lord. So in other words, and I gave this example before, and I use Pastor Josh, he's back in the sound booth, normally he's right there, but he's helping out in the sound booth this, this morning. But anyway... Um, I used this example before. If Pastor Josh comes up to me and he says, I feel like I have something from the Lord for you by the Spirit of God, he gives it to me. It is my responsibility to take that to the Lord and begin to pray about it. Now, and to know that I know that he heard from the Lord concerning my life. Amen? So if I don't do that, if I don't, Take that, if I take that word in, but I don't judge it, and then I just run headlong into it, and I mess up my life, whose fault is it? Okay? So you need to think that way concerning your life. People say, well, well how am I going to know? You're going to spend time with the Lord. Well, I spent three months with him, and I still don't know. You have an assignment. Keep spending time with him. Well, I'm just going to make a decision. Uh, 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 uh. Slow down and wait on him. Amen? So the church, even though, because we're a spirit-filled church, I love the gifts of the spirit. I just float in the gifts of the spirit. All right? We're for that, but each person has a responsibility to judge those things, take them to the Lord, and begin to see, okay, Lord, is this from you or is this not? And so Mark chapter 8 is a good example of this. And our purpose here, specifically in Mark chapter 8, is to learn to discern between God's voice and the stranger voices that can come through others. Again, we must understand that we are in a battle that is spiritual and not natural. So if somebody does do something in the church family that is wrong, don't look at them with scowls every week. Just realize they missed it, it's okay, and walk in love. Amen? The enemy loves to divide up churches. It's one of his favorite pastimes. Our battle is not with flesh and blood. So if Pastor Josh does that, he says that to me, 
and it's wrong. How many know my goal is not to resist Pastor Josh? It's to resist the enemy and then pray for Pastor Josh. Pray for my brother and sister that they will continue to have their eyes opened to the reality of their relationship with the Lord and as they continue to allow the word of God to transform the way they think, the level of clarity and accuracy will increase in spiritual gifts. Did you hear me? Did you hear the spirit of the Lord? This is why spiritual maturity is so important. I, I didn't realize this years ago, but I realize it more now. This is why it's so important, because our level of spiritual, spiritual maturity is in direct connection with our spiritual clarity. You are spirit, soul, and body. The most significant thing a believer can do is have their thinking transformed. Amen? And this is how we don't miss things. Now, let's all read about a guy who's long into heaven and so we can be critical of what he did. Mark chapter 8, verse 31. Jesus is teaching here. And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and priests and scribes and be killed and after three days rise again. Who is teaching this? Jesus is. Do you think he's right? <laughs> That's a good, we need to ask ourselves that question. Have you ever read something in the Word in your, inside you or just kind of in your natural and you're thinking, you're kind of like, I don't know if that's true. No, it's, it's so. If John 3.16 is true, come on. Amen? All right, so verse 32. He spoke this word openly. I think that's important. I don't want to go into it, but it might be something that you should uh, kind of uh, take and look at yourself later on. Because he spoke the word openly, Peter rebuked him openly, and Jesus rebuked Peter openly. Which means... There's a time to do things openly, and there's a time to do things... Okay, I just saw that, and so wanted to show... You can take that thought a little bit uh, on your own time. It says this, then Peter took him aside. Imagine this. Now, we got to remember, they didn't realize what we realize about Jesus to the full degree that we realize it. So Peter's... How many know that the Lord is being gracious here? You know, lightning didn't come out of heaven and kill Peter, right? Judgment didn't hit. You know, wrath didn't hit, all right? So, so Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. That's a strong word. It doesn't say correct. Now, why is Peter doing this? And this is what I want you to think about. Why is he doing this? Let's continue to read, but keep that thought in your mind. Why is he doing this? The reason why, um, or it goes on to say, he, he, he began to rebuke him, verse 33, but when he, Jesus, that's a capital H, had turned around and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter saying, so a rebuke was met with what? A rebuke. Get behind me. Not Peter. Boy, that's strong. How many husbands have tried that out on your wife? That's not a word from the Lord. That's a warning. <laughs> I think I need to do that. I think you better keep your mouth shut. All right. 
He goes on to say this, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but of the things of men. A question we should ask ourselves concerning, and I'm going to go back to verse 31 and just make some comments through this now. A question we should ask ourselves concerning verse 31, and he began to teach them, Jesus was sharing about how he, how he should die. Have we done what Peter did? Have we heard a teaching from Jesus and rejected it because it didn't match our, to our thinking? This is how Peter ended up being a stranger voice in this situation. Now, it ties all up at the end because what did Jesus say? He said, you mind the things of and not of God, right? You mind the things of men and not of God. How did Peter get into the place where he ended up yielding to something that he wasn't supposed to? He had his mind in the wrong place. How did Peter end up speaking under the influence of Satan rather than under the influence of the Holy Spirit? He ended up letting his go a direction of a stranger voice. Now, let's look at a couple of more things here. Peter is directly contradicting Jesus' teaching. Peter is telling Jesus that he is wrong. Peter is rebuking Jesus. That's an interesting word to look up if you ever want to look it up, rebuking. When we read this, it is almost shocking and unthinkable. But the reality is, whenever we reject the scripture to follow our own thinking, we are doing the exact same thing. Maybe not with a, a rebuke, but with a passive attitude. Treating the voice of the shepherd with what? Indifference. Isn't that good? Now, sometimes people think, well, that's, that's hard. That's hard. Oh, no, no. That's life and life more abundantly. See, see, we're in this process of, uh, of being transformed, of, being, of bringing our natural lives into line with the Spirit of God and His Word. We're in this process of developing and growing spiritually. God has such a desire for intimacy with you and me that Jesus came to the earth, be put on skin, became one of us, Died the death he died, went back to heaven. But how many know this? He doesn't have any blood in him anymore, but what does he still have? Flesh and bone. His desire for intimacy or to you, for you to know him and him to know, he already knows you perfectly, but for you to know him perfectly is so great that the creator was willing to put on skin in order to get you back to him. So what did Peter do here? What's the danger? How did he become a stranger voice? Simply put, he let his mind go a direction that the Bible does not go. That the Holy Spirit would never lead him in. Amen. The Holy Spirit, I know people in, in, in gifts of the Spirit have been emphasized in spirit-filled camps and it's a good thing, but how many know this? The enemy's always working to get people off track. He wants you in one ditch or the other. He doesn't want you down the middle of the road. He wants you in a ditch on either side. I love Pastor Herb. He's downstairs taking care of faith kids, but he always would say this, and it's so true. For every mile of road, there are two miles of ditches. <laughs> so you have a greater opportunity to be in a wrong spot than you do a right spot. But welcome to the narrow path that we chose when we were born again. 
Amen. But there's life more in, life and life more abundantly in this middle area. So Peter then what? He gets off because his thinking gets off, right? And we can do the same if we're not careful in reading the word, studying the word, and then not focusing on that word. We can end up in a place of what? Indifference, passiveness. How many know that passiveness? What if you passively drive home after we're done? Just go ahead and put your hand on the steering wheel every once in a while. Oh, I don't have to do this. Well, your turns are going to be off. Spiritually, it has even greater implications. So we don't want to follow that stranger voice. Amen? Verse 33 is a key to understanding how the stranger voices communicate through all the avenues we have looked at. This is key to understanding our spiritual battle. Jesus said this, get, me, get, the, or get behind me, Satan, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but of the things of men. To be mindful means to direct one's mind toward a thing, to exercise the mind towards something. Our thoughts are a direct reflection many times of what voices we are attending to. So what is the main thought here in Mark 8? We must realize that stranger voices can come through people in the church who probably have good intentions but are not necessarily yielding to the Holy Spirit. We need to realize that. Now, I've had many words through the years given to me by different ones in the church that were right on. They were exactly on. What I mean by that is they bore witness with my heart as I prayed on them, as I meditated on them. I could see that the Lord was using that word as an encouragement for me to keep going or for some direction that I was looking for. But what didn't I do? Now, there are times in the past I've done this. I've had pastors that I was under uh, years ago when I was in Bible school who told me I was making a mistake by moving to Billings. And they had a position for me that they had worked out because I had been working with them of a, a particular church. I think it was in Michigan. And it was a large church. It was over 1,000. And we would have, Heidi and I would have been on staff there. Uh, I would have been a youth pastor and all of that. But the Lord said to me, no, go home to Billings. I'm like, Lord, this is it. I don't have to start from scratch. And the Lord said, no, go home. But if I wouldn't have come home and done what I've done till now, we wouldn't be looking at each other. Somebody else would be here. What did I not do? I didn't follow a stranger voice. I had been trained to hear from the Lord. You know, that's difficult when a leader's telling you one thing, but you have a different thing on your heart. Amen. But how many know the Lord is king of all? Amen. And so what do we see here? We have to realize that this can happen, and don't get mad at people. <laughs> so lastly, this thought. This is why I keep in this series, I keep referring to this, to what Jesus demonstrated to us in Luke 6, 12, and 13. Jesus took the time to know the Father's voice in order to say the right things for his life. We must do the same. I'm going to go to Luke 6 and just read it real quick. And then if uh, whoever's on keys, they can come. And I want to give people an opportunity to receive Christ. How many know God is so good? He's so much better 
and, and gooder to us than we deserve. <laughs> Thank God for grace, amen? Praise the Lord, I'm so thankful. Luke chapter 6, and in verse number 12, it says this, and this is specifically recorded about Jesus. It says this, Now it came to pass in those days that he went out to the mountain to pray and continued what? All night in prayer. To who? To the Father. Verse 13, And when it was day... He called his disciples to himself, and from them he chose 12 whom he also named apostles. How did Jesus know what to do? How are you and I going to know what to do? People say, well, it took all night. It'd be worth it if you got the right answer. I know, we're too entertained. We got too many things going on. We have too many things in our lives that we think are necessities and they're not. Have you ever sat down and really looked at what you need to live? How many know Instagram and Facebook ain't on the list? You don't even need a cell phone. I mean a government tracking device. I mean a cell phone. <laughs> it's only funny because it's true. <laughs> Go ahead and track all you want. I'm not of this world. <laughs> Amen? Do you see that? So what do you need to do? What do you and I need to do? Make sure we hear from... Yeah, but this person gave me a word. I know. Praise God. Take that wrapped up packaged word take it into your prayer closet or a mountain i don't care where you go and just say father glory to god i'm so thankful you're my father show me what to do and wait on him well i don't know what to do yet then you should do nothing brother hagan used to say to this say this to us he said i go by i go as much by what the lord doesn't say as he does say now, people took that as, you know, I'm going to go ahead and do whatever I want. That's not what he was saying. He was saying, if the Lord doesn't say anything, I don't do anything. Now, I know there's some principles here that we could work around, but for safety's sake, and as we continue to grow in the Lord, especially if you're young in the Lord and full of zeal, be careful. Now, God's gracious. He's merciful. He makes up for our mistakes, right? Amen. He can restore what's been lost, but just be careful and be, be patient before the Lord. Amen? If you'd bow your heads and close your eyes, I want to give people an opportunity to receive Jesus this morning if they need to. The scripture says this in Ecclesiastes 3.11, that he has planted eternity in men's hearts. In other words, there is something within every person that desires to have a relationship with the Lord. Within every person. And... Uh, and within every person, there's a longing, there's a knowing. I'm missing something here. And that something is the Lord Jesus Christ. We know from the scripture, John 3, 16 and 17, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that through the world, or that through him, the world might be saved. So in other words, I want you to think about this as you're, as you're listening to, to my voice right now. God is not in heaven 
looking to destroy you. Rather, he's in heaven looking to embrace you as his own child. We know this, that all have been separated from God by sin. This is Romans 3.23. Romans 6.23 says that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. God's desire again is that we are his children. God wants us so much to be in relationship with him. You say, well, how do I receive that relationship? We receive that born again experience, that coming into Christ experience, the filling of the void, the, the void within our lives. We receive it by faith. John chapter one, verse 12 says this, but as many as received him, talking about Jesus, to them, he, Jesus, gave them the right to become the children of God to those who believe in his name. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10 says, If we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will be saved. For with the heart, the inner man, one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So you can receive this gift right now if you'd like to. If you'd like to place your faith in Jesus, I'd ask you to just raise your hand where you're at so we can pray with you. I'm going to give you that opportunity this morning. Is there anybody that would like to do that? Maybe you kind of wandered off from the Lord. Maybe, maybe you are born again, but you just like, man, I need to commit back and, and get serious about this. And you'd like to do that. We can pray about that as well. I'll wait just another second. Look, if there's anybody. Yes, thank you. Is there anybody else? Give it a second. All right, praise God. Well, would you join me as we pray? Say this with me, Heavenly Father. Thank you for your son, Jesus, who came to this earth, lived a sinless life, died on the cross for my sins. I believe he rose from the dead so that I could receive forgiveness, become your child, and receive the gift of eternal life. I come to you now and repent of my sin. I not only receive your gift of forgiveness, but I give you all my life, all of my heart. I believe you've accepted me because Jesus said, the one who comes to me, I will by no means cast out. You also said, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved thank you for saving me making me your child and helping me live for you in jesus name amen you are forgiven you are restored and you are clean <clears throat> now you'll see here on either side of me some people that are available for any prayer anything that you have a prayer need of they'd love to pray with you um, if, if, if you need to come up, the one that raised their hand, if you need to come up and have ministry uh, to you, please do so. Um, if you don't have a new believers pack, we, we'd ask you to take it. It's something that we have and make available to get you started uh, in your relationship with the Lord. So I think I'm beating the record here. I'm, I'm ahead by maybe five minutes. Yeah. But let me ask you this. Did you receive from the Lord? 
Hey, we did it. Praise the Lord. Well, God bless you guys. Have a great weekend. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.